If you're ready to blast through, defy the odds, and be the 1%, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The 1% Life with Johnny Dillon, where you will learn how to master your mind, elevate your sales, and live the 1% life. What's going on, rock stars? Welcome back to another episode of The 1% Life. I'm your host, peak performance coach and trainer to The 1%, Joni Dillon, and I'm really pumped for the guest I have here for you and um, with you today. This is Mark Herm. Um, <laughs> Mark very Herm. Easy. Very easy. Uh, we're here. Let me just give you a little bit of a background. We're here at a mastermind event out in somewhere in beautiful snow country of Utah. And this incredible human being you see here in front of you has absolutely like just blown my mind in terms of his thinking, in terms of his level of beingness in his craft. So Mark is an online poker player of 15 years now. He is, um, gosh, he was one of the, what, world, one of the best in the world? I was ranked number one at one point there we go. Uh, this year. Just probably, ranked number one yeah. in the world at one point. And this year? This year, probably around number one in terms of the profitability, yeah. Number one in terms of profitability in the world in online poker. How many people play online poker? So there's two, so that's not completely accurate. So online poker, there's many different facets you can play. The one facet that we play, which is a large, a big subset, is uh, subcategory is tournaments. So I'm the, I would say I'm like in the number one, at least one to three of probably in tournaments. Cool. That's tournaments. Cash games is a different, a whole different thing, and but that is my that is my specialty. Tournaments. Awesome. So I'm really excited to dive into the mind of this amazing poker player. And what I found, for those of you who've listened to the 1% Live for a while, I've been coming to these masterminds for about a year and a half now. And my mentor and coach, Elliot Rowe, brings just these incredible minds together from the top performing, you know, anywhere from athletes. We had Super Bowl champions. Um, what else do we have? That World Series poker champions, incredible poker players. Um, we've had, gosh, Amazing entrepreneurs, yes. you name Crushers. it. Crushers, there yeah. we go. That, yeah. that pretty much just sums it up. Yeah. And I'm personally fascinated by the inner workings of this thing right here, the mind, no matter what the sport, no matter whether it's, I don't know, poker, is that considered a sport? Hobby? I wouldn't say it's a sport, Business. but it's, it's definitely mental warfare. There we sure. go. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to dive into that. And so I wanted to bring Mark here in front of you today to really help, um, well, to dive into his mindset a little bit and figure out what what is it that makes him so successful, and um, and and your team as well. Would they call you? Would you call the guys your team? Like uh, yeah, they're my they're my they're my horses. Is the term yeah, so this guys is cool. that I invest in. Very cool. So this is all new to me. I didn't realize this even happens out in the world of poker. But so talk a little bit about that first. Like you right. are considered a backer, which backer. is someone that uh, financially invests in other players. And so my specific role as a backer is kind of a full service thing. So I provide mentorship, actual poker technique coaching. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more than mentorship. So like, for instance, to give you an example, like the two guys that are here at this mastermind have never been introduced to like hypnotherapy or anything on this realm or done anything of this nature whatsoever. And I kind of open up them up to that. Um, the one guy who was also a number former one ranked player was in a big rut, losing a bunch. And I got a, kind of got a hold of him and I sent him to Elliot. And then within four months, he's one of the top winners in the world again. Like, so this, the, the mindset, the poker and mindset stuff are just hand in hand. And if you're not doing it, uh, you're probably not doing well. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. So you back these guys and this is a, a business for you. I mean, yeah. 
you give them the capital mm -hmm. for them to go out and be his horses. Yeah. And it was really cool actually hanging out and listening to these two last night. It, well, actually there was several people in yeah. there, but we're talking, you know, one of them walks in with their whole poker game going and it, it was just, it's just fascinating to me. So let's talk a little bit about this. What got you into this game? I just watched it on TV and I was like fascinated by it. And I was one of these kids that went to school and I was interested in nothing that I was learning at school. It all felt like bullshit to me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, yeah, I was just zero interest. And this I found when I was like senior in high school and I'm just extremely passionate about it. Like it was just like, I'm a very obsessive person and I like read every book I get my hand on and just really like just went all in on it. That's very cool. Do you have to be obsessive to do poker well, to play poker well? Yeah, for sure. Because it's so, it requires so much time. Obsessive, you have to be, you can't, context, right? you can't, you can't go into it trying to make money, I don't think. Cause like, that was not my intention at all. I just did it cause I loved it. It was a passion of mine. Um, and like, the thing is, if you're like, all right, well teach me how to play because I play poker because I want to, I want to make money. A lot of people have said this to me and it's like, nah, like that's not going to work. Because plus you're not going to, like if you just learn now, it's going to take you multiple years to be profitable. Like it's like, you know, there's a, a big amount of learning that you have to do. You guys play some kind of big stakes, right? Yeah, we play big stuff. Like the biggest stuff we would play is like, I mean, I played a couple hundred thousand dollar buy-ins, meaning like you have to put a hundred thousand to get in. Um, the biggest thing, I haven't won like something super huge. The biggest thing that I won is what? Um, in backing, I had, I had like a few million dollar scores where like, for instance, someone would win 2 million and I would get a million. Mm -hmm. I had like two or three of them that, and that was my biggest, I think. And then me personally, what is my biggest score? Why don't I know this? 330,000. And I've won like that exact amount, like four ish times. Interesting. Uh, I would say that actually, amount. yeah, that exact <laughs> amount between 300 and 330. Um, but what percentage of poker players out there who play, you know, somewhat consistent, Lee yeah. would make that kind of earnings. No one's winning. Yeah. Like, like very, I mean, very few, like even like of the pros, yeah. uh, like even of guys that are doing it for a living, most of them are like struggling to like get by. And it's, it's like really it's like the 1%, it's like become like the point. Oh, 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 yeah. Like something yeah. extremely small. Um, so let's talk about what does it take to be successful in poker? Okay. So really it boils down to, for me, where I'm at in my career is confidence. It's really entirely it. And how I got to a confident place was through doing um, your mind work, you know, hypnotherapy. There's a lot of different modalities people do, you know, psychedelics. I don't, I never did that, but I'm sure there's a lot of different ways to get to that place. But for me, it was definitely hypnotherapy. Um, and the confidence will allow you to trust your intuition. And I believe, and there's many different theories to poker, what wins, there's a lot of mathematical guys out there. There's a lot of theoretical guys theoretical guys out there and i'm very up the the school of one you got to be open-minded there's a lot of different styles of work i have guys that play for me that i i really don't like the way they play in many facets but i know that it works for them and what they're doing is it just it's just all working together and i don't want to taint what they're doing and input my own way of doing things onto them so in that way i really I'm, i am kind of one of a kind in terms of backing because i don't let my ego get involved in that at all but that was not always the case that was a learning curve for me so, um, for so sure. confidence is key and what happens i mean i'm assuming like you don't win all the time <sighs> so i am you know this is a weird year for me with with elliot i am in center like i really so so i really am just winning um and this is something that really does not happen. one of those guys was playing can i just interrupt yeah yeah no, no. Of, can i also tell but just, wait what he won like 30k or something yeah, like 30k yeah. but like for the average person you're like oh yeah i'm just playing a little game of poker and 
It's like, ah, just 130,000. Yeah. In a couple hours last time. I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool. So they're playing at pretty um, yeah. competitive level and also just freaking good at what they do. So in terms of numbers, though, I, I will be clear with that. that. That is not necessarily normal. I set a goal for this year for myself and I just play on Sundays to make $500,000 just playing Sundays. And I, I thought it was a, high, a lofty goal at the time. And then, so right now I'm at 1.35 million just playing Sundays mostly. And I'm actually at a final table um, that starts on Saturday, that first place, the meaning there's only nine left out of 11,000 people. Um, wow. And th- I just played th- this past Sunday um, and it, it restarts again on Saturday with nine left and first is a lot. The first is like 275,000. So my, so I changed my goal from 500K to 1.5 million. And that I tried to do the hourly. The hourly is like 2,000 to 2,500 an hour, hour. So like, it's great money, but like, it's not like normal to just sit down and make 30K. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the highest, like I'm making the most mm-hmm. of anyone doing this. So like, that's not a normal win rate. The normal win rate is maybe like, yeah, 200 bucks an hour or something like that. What say. makes you unique? What makes you, let's start with you yeah. and then maybe your guys. Yeah. But like you, I mean, you pick the guys, your horses, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a good picker. I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good seer of talent. I definitely, that's like the, the skill set that makes me a good backer. Like I really can see things about people in or out of poker. But what makes me particularly good is the open-mindedness and the confidence to try new things. I don't listen to people that talk about poker on YouTube, like really, like, I talk to guys that I trust and I know when. Mm. And then other than that, I let my intuitive beast run wild and I am constantly thinking differently about the game. Like I'm never, I don't have a set strategy. I'm very open to trying new things, constantly pushing the bar in terms of like what, what we should do. And most guys are not thinking like that. They're just thinking like, I have this hand in this spot. This is what I do. And I'm, I'm not, I'm just constantly evaluating and whatever, but you need the you need confidence to do that because you're doing things that sometimes are going to look ugly and messy. And a lot of people think that I suck, like a lot of people, and I love that. Like, and you also have the confidence to to be able to take that. Are they just haters, validation. or why would they say that you suck? No, they no, they really believe it. They don't see it, and it's like some sort of delusional subconscious thing that they think that you can only win in this certain way. It's just closed mindedness in a nutshell really, you know, it happens in all forms of life. Right. But like, I've kind of transcended that. And then, and I, and I, and it's very clear for me to see guys that are stuck in the closed mindedness. And I'm just like, I'm just like silently laughing in the corner. <laughs> like, I'm just like, so I love this. Here's what I'm hearing. And I don't know that you quite spelled this out, but we've been here for a couple of days and mm-hmm. having conversations, by the way, I highly recommend if you're not part of high level masterminds and you are the 1% or the 0.001% and want or want to get there, find rooms the proverbial rooms like this where um you know you're just stretching yourself to think differently and you're bringing other minds into that space right uh wouldn't you agree i totally agree it's it's, it's all about the people you surround yourself with 100 that's powerful so what i'm hearing from you mark is that um maybe there's like a a math more of a mathematical process to how most pokers players play and just getting to spend time with you over the last couple days i'm I'm feeling a, a massive like flow that comes through you and intuition yeah. yeah, and inner knowing and you think so fast, which I think that you have to think really fast. And yeah, for sure. I think in poker, fast. right? Yeah. Especially online. Like I didn't realize you guys actually play like, what is it? How many, 
So I'm I'm a, I'm a more of a purist, and I, and I tend to play lesser amount of tables because okay. I am such a field player. So to give you an example of me being a field totally player, me being yeah. a field player is like I'll I'll see someone raise, mm-hmm. and I can't describe it, and it sounds kind of nuts. And I've checked myself for like being delusional, like am I being delusional here? But I feel like on and sometimes I can like emotionally connect to what people are feeling, and that may or may not be true. But there's something going on when I'm really paying 100 percent attention to one table that like I'm crushing them because like i'm just i'm seeing what they're going to do before they do it i'm, I'm two steps ahead of the game and I'm, I'm just knowing and different things they'll do i cannot really explain to you why i will do what i do but it, it was just a feeling it was just like i knew that this guy was full of shit here and i just knew like i had such a strong hand here and i just knew that this guy had the absolute best hand and i pulled it. you know it's just a, this weird knowing and i think it's an aggregate of experience mm-hmm. you definitely need the experience you can't just like come into this and be like all right I'm going to crush you. It's yeah. an aggregate of experience. And then you, then that allows you to get into the flow. You've played enough hands to know. Yeah. You need to have that. It's like the 10,000 hour rule or whatever yeah. that is. That is true. Like yeah. that, because I know for a fact from experiencing it, like I just was not simply before, but then the experience. And I, I hear what you're saying with that. And I completely agree. And when, I mean, there's a level, some people probably just aren't in, as intuitively connected as you are, or they don't go there. And I just, yeah. And I, I think some of it, Yes. And I think some of it boils down to confidence for sure, because okay. if you're not confident, you can't access the intuitive realm because you're not open to it. You know, let's talk about confidence. I think this is yeah. so freaking important and really in anything. Yes, for sure. I mean, if you want to be the top 1% or point, whatever we call it, the 1%, but play at the top, the best with yeah. the best of the best, right? You do have to exude confidence yeah. in all of your interactions, yep. right? For sure. So how does confidence specifically come into play um in what you do like give us a right. scenario yeah okay so so let's say and where um, it could really f someone up right yeah where the lack of confidence would well, someone. let's up. talk about where confidence could be needed and then like what's the so let's go there first and yeah. then where i want to go is so how could that just turn into a really bad situation okay so um where it would be needed is a spot where i all of a sudden feel vulnerable and i would feel vulnerable if i really felt like I needed to make this play that was the, the craziest play ever. It was a very bizarre, weird play that like other people would not make. Okay. But I just felt for whatever reason, the moment I just like, I just Intuition, need to do this. Yeah. Right? I just need to do this mm-hmm. without a confidence that those plays, no one's making those plays. Because so they'd they'd hold scared. Back, they wouldn't so it's fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fear. And so like what I do and what I'm good at doing. And if someone asks me how I made money is I exploit fear. Like I'm just constantly exploiting fear. Wow. Like that's it. Like I'm, I'm smelling fear in different situations and different whatever. And I'm exploiting that. Like, I'm just like ripping through. Meaning leaning into it. And- I'm exploiting other people's fears. Oh, so let's, I'll give you an example. Let's say uh, first place is a million dollars in the tournament. Um, and ninth place is a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So there's a big jump from getting ninth mm-hmm. to getting first. Okay. So a lot of guys are in like the scarcity mind- mindset are just not confident or just like scared. And they don't want to get ninth. They want to just like, maybe get like, at least get like fourth and get like 300,000 or something like that. Makes sense, right? It, right. it, make, it, it does make sense. Right. So me, I spot that out in people and it, then I, I kind of like contrarian theory. I attack that. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, like I'm going to gonna go nuts. I'm going to exploit their fear and I'm going to go for the first place money, which mathematically speaking, you kind of have to go for the first place money mm-hmm. okay. because that's where it's extremely top heavy. This is a weird thing about public terms. So like, for instance, first is, or is a million, and then like twentieth is like fifteen thousand. You know, it's a big difference. Yeah. So like that, this is why the killer instinct needs to be there. Hmm. So what do you do outside of 
when you're playing to ensure that you can show up in total confidence? I mean, the, the number one thing that I would say that's helped me is, is hypnotherapy for sure. Um, without a doubt. Well, wouldn't every poker player go to that? No, because I think my, my theory on this is that people, you know, the subconscious mind, as you know, is a very tricky spotty place where you know things can often get missed we don't know what's going on i don't i definitely don't know what's fully going on in my subconscious mind right now um and so i think a lot of guys are scared of i don't know what a million different things they're scared of winning they're scared of losing they're scared, you know they're scared of all of this stuff and and then also it's a bit taboo and but i believe they're just scared of growth or whatever and i think we kind of all are on some level um at times um yeah and and it's some people just aren't well, even not aware. every hypnotherapist is great. I mean, you're working with one of the world's yeah, best. Yeah, I'm working right? with I'm working with one of the world's best for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's a big difference. And I also believe that if you're really open to it and you're dealing with someone that's at least good, that you'll be okay. But I can't say that for sure because I've always worked with the best. Yeah. Um, and that's all I would really care to work with. Um, and he's really great at spotting out these different things and different and it's really just related to all past trauma. And when I say trauma, it's like, it's really like trauma for me is just like very like, like things that you wouldn't consider traumatic. But for me as a nine-year-old or whatever, or as a seven-year-old, I could, I thought was traumatic and are negatively impacting my poker game. And then we get in there and we rip them out and then I come back and I'm more confident. Yeah. That's the, that's the interesting thing about the subconscious mind is that you aren't consciously aware of these things in your everyday mm -hmm feelings right yeah. Hard to find. yeah but you're not you're not conscious of that thing and as an adult you can look back and go that was traumatic I, I can't imagine that being traumatic but the subconscious mind creates meaning around yeah you know the thing that we were talking about last night like creates meaning around uh, with Seb, um the the event that happened yeah. and this can create a some protection that is caused or some sort of you know um coping mechanism that yeah. as a child you needed that results in you right. may be holding back as an adult exactly. example i'm giving a random example, exactly right? yeah i think um, that's a very normal thing i think that's a very widespread general truth yes yeah for sure and so when we actually start doing the inner work and committing to do the work you know when in whatever modality it is and there's lots of effective modalities most people aren't willing to do the work you're right yeah They're just not willing to do it have you experienced that that's just been a huge part, uh, an integral part of your progression? Yeah, I mean, I I've always kind of been the sort of type that was like attracted to pain, like it, I are attracted to growth in whatever reason. And I'm just lucky. Like, I really can't say anything other than I feel just lucky that I am that type of person. And other people are not the type of person based on, I think a lot of it's based on like your upbringing and like weird stuff or like the way you were born. I don't, I don't know, but it just was in me. So I'm not, I'm not like coming at people with like an ego with it, where it's like, I'm, do this I, I'm I, whatever, even though sometimes when I see my, you know, uh, friends struggling and I, it's very obvious to me what their issue is and they're not working on it, then I will kind of get frustrated and triggered by it and whatever. And that's why I'm shit. But, but yeah. So can we talk a little bit about like when, you know, just, I really want to get into the inner workings of what makes you different. Again. Yeah. So it's, you exploit fear. Mm -hmm. Do you read the fear on their, on their faces? Do you feel you it? Know that, do you, you know, so how it's, do you know when there's someone, by the way, we have a snow flower going by our, you know, yeah. 26,000 square foot mansion right now. That we're in. So yeah. it's a little noisy, um, but we'll, we'll bear with it. Go ahead. How do I know the fear? That's a really good question. Um, general, certain spots um the general community has fear like the spot that i said there, there's there's now nine left first place is a million bucks 
and ninth place is 100,000. And every, no one wants to make a mistake. No one wants to look stupid. No one wants to right. pass up on a couple hundred thousand bucks. I know that. Like, that's a general thing, right? And I also generally know the players that I'm playing with, especially when we get deep. So even if I don't know them personally, like a lot you of guys, like, yeah, like I'll, I'll be watching and I've been observing this guy and I'm taking notes on how they're playing. Right. Very, you know, and, and I've seen it a lot of different things and I can put them into a certain category. And there's really only like 20 ish categories of people that how they play like different, um, what, however they react psych psychologically to things in my experience. So I'll kind of just make note of that. I'm like, this guy is like, can be aggressive. And like this guy, just always hasn't like so some people just like bluff a lot or some people like don't bluff a lot at all but generally speaking i very rarely come into contact with someone that is willing to go to war and i'm always like i'm just always willing to go to war like i'm always talk about that like what the, what the heck does that mean in the context so so in the context of poker it's like i won't stop raising like i'm just going to keep raising and i'm going to keep coming at you and i'm not going to get shut down and no, because a lot of people will, will try to like a bluff and it won't work and then they'll get well, insecure. Is it like a hesitation in their hands? Is it like in their face? Well, I'm all, I'm all talking online poker. I so like right, I'm, not, right. so not I'm, really, I'm not an expert at all in reading people physiology, in the live yeah. physiology in a live setting. And I think it's not super uh, relevant. I don't, think, I don't think it happens a ton unless it's just like a complete number. Which is fascinating to me. So you're not seeing faces at all. Like, no. It's just no. numbers. It's and numbers and it's like, but it, and timing too, because Ooh. there's a timing. Like I, I say half of my game, I joke, I say half of my game is timing tells. And I, I really, on some level, feel that. Like I feel that I'm paying so much attention that I'll see what people do Describe when I have a, a good, good hand. So a tell would be um, someone, someone uh, uh, slowly raising. And then sometimes it means, so this is the confusing part. Sometimes it means total strength and sometimes it means hesitation. And it normally means hesitation. It, it, like it normally means like, I'm not sure if I should raise this hand or not. So how I would, you know, attack that is I would just, I would just re-raise them. They would raise and then I would re-raise. That's a big part of poker and I have nothing. It doesn't matter what I have. I have complete, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not playing my cards most of the time. Like right. I'm just, I'm just bluffing with nothing. That's not the time. That's okay. how I'm like. That's and, how I'm winning. And that makes you unique because most people wouldn't do that. They're being, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, they wouldn't do it because they, 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 not, they, haven't parents, been, right? they haven't been given permission to do that either. Because the, the people that are teaching about poker on the internet now, it's all like there's a system and like you have to have a certain frequency. And I'm like, nah, no, you don't. I'm reading their psychology. Like, so I play what is called an exploitable style. I'm exploiting you know, different bad things that other players are doing. But I constantly do that. So and how people does this don't not get used that. against you? So it doesn't get used against me because of this reason that people do not understand. Mm -hmm. You're playing with a, a pool of thousands and thousands of players yeah. in these things that we play that are called multi-table tournaments. So like, you know, this one tournament, there was 11,000 people. A lot of the tournaments were like a couple hundred people, but you're rarely playing with someone frequently enough to like really have an insanely strong read on what they do with every hand in every situation, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot, and I'm king of being observant, and a lot of, and and I know that about my about observing other people that like I don't know what they do with every hand in every spot, and a lot of people aren't really observant at all. Like mm -hmm. some people are like watching like like football while they're playing and just like all this stuff. So wow. they and a lot of what they're doing is projecting. So they're projecting onto you how they would play a hand, and I'm not doing like I'm not doing that at all. Like I'm just exploiting them. So I'll do something, <laughs> I'll do something and they'll be completely baffled by it because they would never do it. It's not in their So it throws, does it throw them off? 
Yeah, completely. They just, I just, yeah, they're just completely like bamboozled, basically. And then they're they don't know how to react next sometimes. Or? Yeah, they don't they don't know how to react next. They're, they're like just, if he would do that, what else? What, what's really right? Bad? And then I, then I'm re-react, then I'm re-reacting to that, and so like it's all this leveling game. But usually at that point, you've already won. Like they're just completely defeated, and they have no idea what to think. And then sometimes people just think that I'm a straight up fish, like a bad player. Mm. And so they will then go into this mode of playing like very cautiously against you. Mm. And I know that they're in that mode. So I will readjust to that. How and do you know? It, it's the bet because, because they stop. This is a big thing in poker. They stop re-raising you um, before the flop. This is like getting a little bit technical. But yeah. they, stop, uh, they stop attacking you yeah. and they're waiting for you to just give you all of their chips. Yeah. So generally speaking, if I was playing against someone that was a complete fish or like whatever, I would do the same thing. I would just wait for them to just like give me all their chips. Like I would have like, right, right. you know, a good hand and they would just like go all in. I'd like call, you know, and you're out. Like, mm -hmm. and they think that's what I am because I'm projecting. I'm trying to put that in the brain that I'm this fish because of little different things that I do. And then, so, so then they're just waiting for me to, to like give it to them and I never do. Then I just, you know, when they re-raise me, I, I, when I, when they re-raise me, I like think a long time and just fold because I always know they have a good hand and that's it. That's, so I can just steal, 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 steal. Wow. Yeah. What makes a good poker player in addition to confidence? Um, open-mindedness is, is like massive, is like very massive, um, for sure. In, in what respect? Um, open-minded is the fact that there's a lot of different styles that can win. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in your own shit and say, this this is what works, this is great, this is whatever. But if you can open mind to something working that's not part of what you do, then you can grow, you can get better. And and most aren't. Like a huge portion of the, of the people out there are not open-minded to like Learning new strategies. Learning a new strategy. No. That's good. No. Um, I think that's a, a metaphor for being successful at anything in yes, life, right? Yes, 100%. Like, are you, do you operate out of a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. I've definitely noticed that with all everybody here, of course, is, well, we wouldn't be in the space, but yeah. your guys. So I want to talk a little bit about um, you being a backer mm -hmm. and what what was that sounds kind of risky i mean you literally are like i mean how much money do you hand the guys like yeah, yeah like so so, so to give you an example like i've i've dropped i've essentially fired people after they lost me like three hundred thousand so you can have big okay. you can have big losses wow. for sure yeah for and then, sure. then i've had guys that have won me over a million bucks too so like this is a big a big thing and i admittedly made way worse mistakes back when i've been doing this forever i've been doing this you know backing since like 2007 um, and I would make mistakes where I would, you know, be too easy on guys, like, like hire guys that were like my friends and not necessarily qualified. Um, you know, not want, you know, wanting everyone to like me. So not, so like kind of allowing them to do things that they shouldn't be allowed to do that sort of thing. I struggle with these things for sure. And I've, through that I've learned. Um, but really for me, it's just the skill that I have in, in being able to spot talent is the thing and then also the skill in being able to motivate and mentor people is the thing and i really just treat, i really care about the guys that i back like i just genuinely you know love and care about them and you can't like really like you can't really like mask that or like fake that or whatever and i know guys that have ran similar business to me and they're just treating it like a business and it's not going to work out for them like that way. It just, there's no way because the, the guys aren't going to care about your money is uh, enough. And there's not that same level of respect and accountability. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. What is it that you're spotting in them? Um, generally, this is, it's a really good question. Um, generally it is the confidence and the, um, 
ability to think outside the box for sure. But but a lot of it's like someone that I wouldn't want to play with. What? Like I wouldn't want like I wouldn't want them at my table. Does that make sense? Someone that's tough. Yeah. And it's it's rare. Honestly, now it's rare. It's like I, I say this all the time. There's like ten really tough guys in there. Like there's like not that that's many. Real. Like really tough. Like th- beyond that, there's like guys that are like decent, but like someone I really wouldn't want at my table. And like Nick is one of the guys that I that I back, and I the way he plays and, and the way I play are like so night and day different. And I and I, but I still would never want to be at a table. Like he's he's tough to play against in this weird way that I can't describe. And a lot of people would just say that's bad. The way he plays is bad, and it's you know you got to be able to. But you're learning how he plays now. You know now, don't you? Yeah, and it and it and it taught me a lot. And it's like taught, being watching other people play and seeing what they're good at and what they're doing. It's it teaches you a lot. So I kind of have access to like all of this information because I'm talking to like a lot of the best players. So like I'm like picking and choosing what I want out of their games and stuff. Does that make sense? And that takes some courage. Would you agree? What to to, pick? to take something. Yeah, out of someone else's game. Yeah, yeah, it, it takes a level of humility and a level of, of open-mindedness um, and stuff. Yeah, and, and trust. That yeah, it could work. It could not. But yeah, for know, sure. I for don't sure. Know the word is trust, but yeah, trust and, and it, yeah, yeah, and, and, and but it's really just to fail or flop. I don't. I it, it, yeah, for sure. That there's a ton of that going on for sure. Um, but it really just kind of like knowing what is is like seeing talent in people, and that's just like a natural talent of mine on or off mm-hmm. the poker table. It's seeing talent. Um, yeah. yeah. Sick. So what's what's in it for you now? Like what's what excites you about the game? What are you looking forward to? What are you working on? I love working with my guys and I love seeing growth with my guys. Like Seb, this this guy, one guy that I back was, you know, not doing well at all. In a We're really gonna have role. him on the show. He's incredible. Yeah, great guy. In a in a real massive genius, like massive like genius, like so terribly. Um so he fell into a, a rut, a mental rut. Um, because of, you know, his life wasn't going well and a lot of things, he lost confidence. Yeah. And then he, then, you know, I linked him up with Elliot and within four months, all of a sudden he's again, you know, in the top 10 of guys that are playing online and just, he's won $700,000 in the past five months or something like that. Yeah. yeah just, just nice. like, just like that, like a, a flip switch and now he's changed. Like, so seeing that is great. Seeing people grow is great. Um, and for me it's, it, but it's really, it's more like, for, I care more about my, my own accomplishments and my own, like hurdles and whatever in poker and i've just done so much this year and i feel so confident it just uh, feeling the confidence is just like the best feeling in the world i can't describe it it's just like you're just not there's like zero it's the opposite of anxiety you're just like all right i'm gonna like dominate so the real the highs are good what happens in the lows i don't have any low like like i like my whole poker career really there hasn't been many like lows like i don't have it is that normal no it's extremely not normal um I basically, so I basically deposited $10 on the internet like at the age of whatever I was, 16 or something like that. And I, I, I just, you know, I don't know how much, how much I want to poker with back and everything, 10 million bucks or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but I, that's it. I, I deposited $10 once and I never went broke, which is very wow. not normal. Because in poker, yeah. mostly guys go broke. It's this right. weird thing where they, yeah. they just lose all their money yeah. because they're not doing something responsibly. And I really attribute that to my parents. So. Yeah, you mentioned that today you learned how to manage money. Yeah, I learned because my, my dad was a mailman making what, I don't know, 40 grand a year. And my mom didn't work. And we, there was three of us, three kids. And we always had plenty. So whatever they were doing, being frugal and shit, uh, <laughs> like sank into my subconscious mind. And now I'm like, I'm not frugal at all. Like I'm like the opposite. I don't give a shit. Like whatever, yeah. I'll buy anything. I don't care. But also having money sense is you need to have the money sense. You need to manage your money well. And, um, it seems like that's really important in what you do specifically with backing. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes your guys are going to lose or yeah. 
maybe you lose, right? right. And then managing that flow. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, like not getting greedy is the big thing. I think the same people get greedy and they, 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 when, like when you're hiring someone in terms of backing them in poker, it's like kind of like the, the metaphor I make is like, when you get a fish tank, you just want to, you just want to keep buying fish. Cause it's like, it's like the thrill, the dopamine rush. Like, I, I need this new fish. I need this new fish. And with poker, with poker backing, it's the same thing. Like, this guy can make me a lot of money. Right. Yeah, a lot of guys do that. And so like the overwhelming majority of people that project back work well. Like I know of like a few, like, like profitable backers, wow. a few. Wow. Um, so yeah. So one of the things that have made you stand out, I'm hearing, is your ability to pick talent. Yeah. Right. Well, and build that connection with them. Yeah. Right. For sure. It's almost like a brotherhood. I feel with you and the yeah. guys. Yeah. For sure. You can't. There can't yeah, be anything left on mm -hmm. Which is really cool because that's that familial. You know, when you feel like you're a family, like yeah. you rise to the occasion. Right. I don't want to let a family down in a way. Right. Um, and uh, what else you were saying? Um, you manage your money well. Yeah, manage money well. I mean, I'm 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 gifted in in this profession with not. Uh, I struggled with addiction and stuff in in, in my life in, in many different ways, but not in gambling. Like I have zero Just desire. So fascinating. Yeah, like I have zero desire to like gamble. But a lot of guys, like I would say, about half of the guys in poker or more have like like some sort of gambling Serious issue. Addiction. So like, what stop, how do you not get an addiction when you're making? I don't know. I think it's just like, I think it's kind of just like the way we form. a past addictive personality, right? Like yeah, yeah, because it does, I don't know, different things are different, do different things for different people. Like for did me, you set rules for yourself? No, no, I just didn't, it just, it just never was something that like gave me that like sort of like high. I, I never got like high off of it. Does that make sense? Like it was no like, like in a bad way, like, like. Whereas like drugs want, yeah. or drinking, I would like I, I definitely have that in my past and like whatever I talked about recently, like struggling with taking Adderall and all, all this stuff. Like, I'm perfect by no means, but in gambling, I just don't have that. It doesn't give me the same like dopamine rush that it does others, and you know, but it's just kind of lucky, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating if you think about it, and I bet that that is the demise of many poker players is that yeah. that addiction because that'll cause you to do some stupid shit, right? Tons, yeah. Tons. Right? I know tons of like brilliant guys that that they just ate them alive. And what it comes down to is like taking care of yourself though, really, you know, like, like uh, you know, if you're on your game and you're like consciously trying to be a better person and you're trying to be aware of your issues and seeking out help, you'll be all right, you'll be fine, <laughs> you know? You, and other yeah. than that, you won't be. And like, that, that's it, I think. You said today, you mentioned uh, that you meditate. Yeah. Is it daily? Yeah, I mean, I've this this past year or two, I've really gotten into it much more. I would say I've been doing it for the past ten years, but the past uh, yeah, the past year or two, especially with all this poker stuff, I I meditate. Like I'll play Sunday, and I'll like have like some form of meditation that's like two two and a half hours before I play it. For um, that length of time. Yeah, so I do a lot of meditation and I do a lot of um, manifestation. So visualization. Visualization. Yeah, and like, like I do believe that I am a very powerful. Can you talk manifest. to us about that active, that visualization or that manifestation? Yeah, 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 yeah um, for sure. Here's a here's a good here's a great example of like something that is like wild. Um, when I got into it, I like just like YouTube like manifestation, mm -hmm. and I saw this thing. It was this thirty day manifestation challenge. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, try it, and like you just like do it every night for like ten minutes. So I, I did it. And my goal was to make um, five million dollars in you know it was thirty days. It was what, what it was just a, a thing that I thought it was like kind of close to impossible, but I also was open minded enough to think that I could. Cool. Okay, so I did it, um, 
And it didn't work exactly according to plan, but within, I guess it was 75 days, I'd made like $7 million in like within 75 days. So like, you can't make this shit up. Like that is, this is an insane thing. Right. Like this is crazy. Um, so I, so I still use it a lot for different things. I'll use it specifically before I place that. I try to visualize what I'm going to win that day yeah. and like constantly put my place there. And a lot of times it works out like this past Sunday, like I pretty much visualize exactly what was going to happen this Sunday. And sometimes it doesn't. And Do you sometimes... actively create, like you create the visualization, like how you want it to pan out in your mind? I create generally the end goal, the end result, because I don't think that, yeah, that's like a big part, I think, of the this manifestation stuff is you're not supposed to see how it's supposed to play out just what you're going to get at the end so it's the just how, that the how of getting there is irrelevant right, right. yeah that, that's like playing god yeah yeah, yeah. and it's we're not fascinating so you're sitting talk us through the process okay so i my sunday routine is this i'll i'll, I'll wake up i'll do yin yoga for an hour mm-hmm. okay um then i'll do breathing technique for 15 minutes like a, like an aggressive breathing technique for like 15 minutes um then i'll just do like a, a kind of like a trance type meditation for maybe 20 ish minutes then i'll get be getting ready to start playing within like the hour and then i talk to elliot for 15 minutes and he gets me into like the hypno state or whatever and we, we and I, it's cool because it brings into my consciousness what i need to be aware of okay and there's certain things like i'll have certain keys that i have to do that day it's like all right keep your table count low uh like not play a lot of tables um you know you know don't don't press it in spots like don't don't try to force things to happen just kind of try to let them like open up uh to don't try to don't try to like control too much those are the things that like i was i've been recently working on and then after that i'll do one or two different because that works best for you Right. right, because yeah, yeah for me, for, for different people, yeah. it's completely different things. Right. Um, it could be like push it more, you know, it could be whatever. Then after that, I'll do two uh, visualization. I, it's like a lot of YouTube stuff, honestly. I just like Google like like manifestation. One of the ones I listen to is called like, Manifesting Miracles. It's a real, it's a really good one. I, I I bet a lot of people would like this one. Generally, this guy's voice and just it's a ten minute thing, and you just you just visualize what you want to happen, and you try to feel it um and like so i'll do like all right what do i want to happen and i want to be like all right, i want to, i want the day to be like winding down and i want to like win this tournament for like around this amount of money and then sometimes it's not a money thing sometimes it's a what a feeling i just uh, the feeling of extreme excitement the feeling of like accomplishment different things and then uh from that i will sometimes get specific and then sometimes not super specific um, but I'm still like toying with this and playing with it as we go. Like I, don't, I definitely. Is this something don't know that you just started doing, or you've been doing? Um, so I've been doing. I started manifesting. So I did the 30 day manifest. That's when I started. That was in 2017. Okay. And this is something completely unrelated to poker. This was cryptocurrency. This is where where I got ah. the money from. It wasn't it wasn't a poker thing at all. Um, uh, but but more recently, I've just been you know it always changes. Like I'm I'm learning more about yeah, it and playing and, with it. Yeah, playing with it. Yeah, it's just like maybe on your tables. <laughs> right, for sure. And I think it's like, people, you can you can see something like this and like the law of attraction. Like, And I believe the law of attraction is great and it's awesome. And I think it's one law. And like, there's a lot of shit going on in this universe that we're not really sure of. And other things at play, like like the path that maybe we're meant to go on or something like that. So I take it with a grain of salt, kind of. Like it's, it's one good tool in my in my bag of tricks. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's powerful, right? I mean, 100%. You, you wouldn't keep doing it every day. I love that you have like a two hour routine. Yeah. You know, before you get online and start playing, yeah. you have to be 
on your game for hours at a time. Yeah, right? but to, but but to me, to I think this is a, a good disclaimer. This all came naturally to me. This isn't something that like I feel like forced to do or anything through doing like hypnotherapy for years, through like kind of meditating for years, and like whatever. This is just what popped up intuitively to me. So I would say, you know, if you're watching this, like you got to figure out what works for you and where you're at. And if you're maybe sometimes like early on in your practice for me, meditating was extremely tough and still can be extremely tough. Just do something to start the process of this. Like yeah. just like I told Honestly, you even two minutes. We exactly. were talking two about minutes. this the other day. Yeah. Great. I think it was with Nick. With Nick. Yeah, yeah. Like two minutes. Like there's, there's no excuses for why we can't do anything for two minutes. Yeah. Right. And then build from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're just building the habit. Right. And that's yeah. really what it comes down to is just starting to build the habit lowering the resistance exactly yes exactly and that's like a massive life life act yeah, for sure cool. hey man it was super pleasure being here with you yeah me too you're awesome last couple days it's been yeah. great she has given me some great advice uh i was just on the hot seat in our thing and she gave me the best advice of anything it was, it was amazing and she's a very on point woman and i'm grateful to have met her mm -hmm. hopefully we stay connected definitely cool thank you guys hope you enjoyed this episode of the one percent life if you got value from it Please leave us a rating and hopefully five stars it is. Share this out with your peeps, your whoever, tag them, share it out, whatever you want to do. And um, we'll see you on the next episode of the show. Get out there and be unstoppable. Peace. Peace. Bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode of The 1% Life, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And make sure to share it with your friends. We'll catch you next time.